Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. All right. I don't know. I don't want to be up on the stage. I want to be down close to you, down close to you guys. So, you guys ready to hear the word? Yeah. Let's go. So tonight, we are continuing our series, Just Jesus. And Eric and I, we, we were talking about how do, we, how do we go through the Easter story in a new way. And we just kind of felt like this theme of, of the story is Jesus is the only answer. He's the only one. Um, so we titled it, just Jesus. And tonight, I want to talk about just Jesus can save. So if there's anything that you walk away with tonight, Cohen or Lindsay, it's that just Jesus can save. Nothing else in this world can save you. And that might sound super basic because you've come to church your whole life. But let me tell you, you got, we have to understand the simple truths, truths of the gospel. Otherwise, we're living... For ourselves. So, I was thinking about what I was going to say tonight. I was thinking about how I was going to be funny and tell a lot of jokes and maybe share some memes or do something cool, right? Because you guys are cool and you're youth kids and I'm an old, old guy. Um, but then, you know what I realized? I realized you guys probably seen 150 memes today and watched, you know, 200 videos on YouTube or something, right? Um, so, Interestingly, I was reading this, this uh, article last week, and it said that the average person it processes, they process 35 gigabytes worth of data every day. That's like 100,000 words, right? Now, let me blow your mind. So, that is as of 2011. So, 2011, like, Andrew King, like, what grade were you in in 2011? Were you even in youth group? You're in eighth grade, so you're just getting in youth group. Think about, like, in 2011, we didn't have Instagram, Snapchat, you know, YouTube, mobile, right? We're doing that. Like, think about how much information we process every day. So, the point of that being, there's a lot of information out there, right? And a theme that I want to drill home tonight is there are a lot of things that tell you that you, that, that can say, that say they can save you. So, you know, when you're, you've, you've, I was telling Andrew King and Nolan, I was like, I read recently that you scroll an average of 300 feet a day. Think about that, huh? So you're on your phone and you're just scrolling. So if your screen is like five inches long, right? I mean, that's like six, you know, 600 times you're just up and down, right? So I don't want to, I mean, I'm going to be trying to be funny, right? I'm going to be trying to be cool. But tonight, I want to give you that simple message that just Jesus can save us. Um, we have to have a single focus. We have to just be fixed on the gospel. And I loved what Eric said two weeks ago when he said that we have to be fixed on what we love, who we love, and not what we dislike. Remember, does anyone remember, remember him saying that? I don't know. That stuck home and hit home with me. That I have to fix my eyes on Jesus, not on what I don't like and what, you know, what I'm kind of... Because, I mean, get on the internet, right? 
There's a lot of negativity out there, right? So we have to be fixed on Christ. Um, so let me ask you this. Has there ever been a time when you just needed like one thing, right? Uh, you know, you just needed that like B to just pass the class or like you just needed like to get an A on that one test just to like pass or uh, you know, you, you need like 50 bucks to just get that sweet pair of Nikes, right? Or sandals, whatever those sandals are that the kids are wearing, right? Or you just need like a Chipotle burrito because you're just starving, right? Yeah. So sometimes you just need one thing. And let me tell you, Jesus is that one thing. Um, so I want you to grab a Bible. You can be on your phone. I'll allow that. But I would really suggest that you get a physical Bible from the back of your seat and open it up because... I don't know. We're on our phones too much anyway, right? I have my phone because I didn't write my notes down on a piece of paper, so uh, there is grace. Amen, amen. Uh, so we're going to hop into Matthew 27, 15. We're going to read a little bit because I'm going I'm to be honest. I'm not in the Word as much as I should be, right? So we're going to actually read the Word together. We're going to make this very simple. So Matthew 27, 15. This is where the, the crowd chooses uh, Barabbas. Now at the, feet, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And, that, and, and they had a, then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the ju judgment seat, so there, apparently he had a special chair, right? His wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two of you, want, do you want me to release to you? And, or of them, sorry. And they said, Barabbas. They want this criminal. So Barabbas was a criminal, right? And so they're picking the criminal to be released over Jesus. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they sh all shouted the more, Let him be crucified. So, when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. So, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, All hail King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. So let me just give you quick context. This guy's just walking down the road. 
Like, Simon is just a bystander. He's like you or me who showed up to the riot and was like, hey, what's going on? And then all of a sudden he's getting dragged into the story. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified him with him also reviled him in the same way. We're getting close here. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, 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 I'm going to just say it in English because I can't pronounce that. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah, who Elijah, side note, was a prophet from the Old Testament. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And so they had died. Right, so falling asleep, they, they were dead. They weren't like sleeping in a tomb. They, they were dead. <laughs> and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly this was the Son of God. So, we just read a lot of scripture, right? Are you guys with me? Are you still with me? Yeah, awesome. I mean, this is a compelling story, right? This is, if this is all, you know, if this is just a, just a story, it doesn't mean a lot. But if this is true, this should change everything, okay? I mean, we went through a lot there, but think about this. So, a government... When you think about the legitimacy of, this, of what Jesus did, a government, an actual government, right, which is legal, when we, when we go before a judge and we, we're in front of a government, like, it's, it's a real deal. It, you can't fake that. So the, so the government said, like, Jesus is innocent, right? But the people said, no, we want Jesus. We want to crucify Jesus. So, 
I love what it says here. Truly, this was the Son of God. They realized right what they had done. And even the centurion and the, the Roman guards who were standing there, they knew that Jesus was the Son of God. So the first slide here is, only Jesus has the position, power, and place to go to the cross. Like, we needed Jesus. We needed somebody who had the position. I mean, that last slide, it said Jesus was the Son of God. So Jesus had to be the Son of God to go. We, need, we needed somebody perfect. So next slide, we needed, Jesus had to be the Son of God. It couldn't be you or me. Like, like you know, Kennedy, you couldn't, you couldn't like, take, do this job. This was an impossible job. You had to be perfect. You had to be the Son of God. You had to die, and then you had to r rise again. You had to come back from death. So next slide here. Jesus had to, he had to submit himself to the consequence of sin. The consequence of sin is death, right? We live in that reality. That death is, it's, no, no one's escaping it. No one's escaping death. So, we needed somebody to come who was the Son of God, who was perfect, who could submit himself, come as a man, die, and then rise again. So this is the task that Jesus is up for. And this is the reason that Jesus is the only one that can save you. Because he did all that. He was, he had the position and the power, and he did the job. Amen? Come on. Like, this is exciting. This is amazing. Jesus had to rise again to give grace to anyone who believes. So this is a big point, right? Like, grace is, is a free gift. I mean, you guys might all know this because you've been coming to church here your whole life and you're just like, oh, it's Easter. I've been through this 15 times. No, you know, I remember 12 of those. But this is huge. Like, we get grace. Like, when do you go before the judge? Or maybe you have your license and you've gotten pulled over before, right? And that cop is like, you were going speeding. You can't just be like, hey, I just need some grace. He's going to give you a ticket, right? <laughs> He's going to give you a ticket. Like, it, uh, unless he has the authority to say, you know what? I'm going to let you go today. Like, he is legally obligated to give you a ticket and to, and to penalize you, right? Because that is the law. So Jesus had to come and he had to, he had to defeat the law. He, ha he had to fulfill it. He had to die and then rise again and basically make it, make it inconsequential to us. This is amazing. So, next slide. Next thing I want to share is just living a good life. It's not going to save you. You know, we live in this world where it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want. You can just like whatever path is good for you, you know? I mean, do you guys hear this? Do you see this on your Instagram? Do you hear this at school, right? Hey, whatever's good for you, man. Like, I don't want to, there's no, there can't be just like one way. Well, let me tell you, just living a good life won't save you. And just treating people well won't make you right with God. So like, you can't just be a good person, right? You've probably heard this, like, oh, I'm just trying to be a good person. Right, Lillian? You hear that in school or, you know, your friends say that? I'm, I'll just be a good person. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know about this Jesus guy. And just doing what you feel is right isn't good enough either, right? That's a big thing. I'm just going to do what I feel is right. And so I want to tell you that 
That is not true. <laughs> you can't act good. You can't do what you want. You can't uh, just treat other people good in your own eyes because you know what? That's you being your own savior. And we know that we can't defeat the consequence of sin. Like we can't be perfect. As much as we want to, as good as we behave, as much money as we give away, as, you know, right? Just because a billionaire gives away lots of money does not mean they're saved. Or just because someone is poor, you know, and does, does lots of good things doesn't mean they're saved. You need Jesus, right? We need Jesus. So I want to uh, open up Ephesians 2. All right, can you go there with me? Open up your Bible. Ephesians, so it's going to be, you know, fast forward uh, in the New Testament. Right before Colossians, if you're looking for some help there. So 2-1, and this is, this is the reality of the situation, okay? Like, this is the reality of the gospel. By grace through faith is the, is the headline. You guys with me? You in your word? Are you scrolling another three, three feet tonight with me? And you were dead in the trespasses of sin in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, a.k.a. the devil, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So we're doing what we want. We're just following our flesh, just living, hashtag living, right? Best life now. I'm going to do me, right? Get my, get my J's on and live for me and, and, and be happy, right? I'm going to treat people well, live a good life. No, it, can, it goes on. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. For you, you are his workmanship. Lillian, Eva, Lindsay, Lily, you're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in. So, I mean, this is, this is amazing. Like, God has set you up. We were dead. We were walking in sin. And Jesus comes into the picture and he made you alive. So we get, that's, we get to live alive. We're, yay, you're forgiven. Like, you can live alive. This is amazing. John 14, 6. Pull it up. John 14. So we're going, we're going to rewind back to the Gospels, John 14. Hmm. You there with me? John 14. All right. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Jesus' own words. He's like, hey, I'm, 
I'm the only way. I'm the only way. You can't come to me through your works. You can't come through, come, come to me, you know, through any other way but just believing. Believe that I am the Son of God. Um, so we can only be saved by a perfect love. We can only be saved. We could have only been, been saved by Jesus. Like, if we didn't have Jesus, can you imagine? Like, what, what, would, we do, what would we be doing? We'd be still doing sacrifices or something, right? So, I got, ooh, can, Michael, Pastor Michael, I need you to help me. Bring that up here. I need a, I need a volunteer, okay? So, uh, raise your hand if you drink LaCroix. Okay, Lillian, Abby, okay, I need, I need like, I need like you LaCroix people. Like you drink LaCroix. Not like, oh, I've tasted it, but like, I only drink LaCroix. Yeah? Well, sparkling water, right? Just, I need a volunteer. So somebody, come here. What's your name? Rosie? Josie. Josie. Welcome, Josie. Okay, so, get everybody give a hand to Josie. So here's what we're going to do. Okay, so we have... We have four sparkling waters, and I want to use this to demonstrate to you um, what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to get across, right? That just Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can save you. So, we have four different sparkling waters here. We've got LaCroix. We've got Super Chill Zero Cal, okay? Ooh. We've got that Perrier. Mmm, fancy. And then we've got some sparkling ice. Not really sure who that's made by, but... It's uh, some sparkling ice, okay? So, we have four different uh, cups here, and Josie's going to drink. I want you to, like, just take a t taste of each one of those cups, and I want you to tell me which cup you think LaCroix, the LaCroix is, because you've probably had LaCroix. I don't think you've probably had the super chill zero cal uh, tangerine lime, right? That's like, this is the 99 cent stuff, just... <laughs> Probably for a reason, right? Okay, so just start on the left or, uh, you know, closest to you and just take a taste and then I'm going to ask you which cup is LaCroix. We need a little drum roll in here. Let's, audience participation, okay. She's taking a sip. Down to the last one. The last one. You are right. You are right. Well done. See, my point here is that she, you, say, you can stay here. Uh, you, actually, you can take that, LaCroix, if you want it. Um, you're good? Oh, come on. There you go. Let's give Josie a hand. The point, you can sit down. The point being that Josie has had LaCroix before, right? She hasn't had the Super Chill or the Perrier, even though I think Perrier is a little more, you know, high class, right? But look, there's only one LaCroix. There's only one taste, right? And all these other guys, they're all, they're all trying to, like, copy. They're all trying to be like LaCroix. But LaCroix, there's only one LaCroix. And there's only one Jesus who can save. And so when you're going about your life and there's all these people who are like, Hey, you, you, gotta, you can be saved by popularity or how much money you have or what you got, right? How much stuff you got? A lot. 
You can only be saved by Jesus. You can only be saved through faith in Christ. You can't be, you can't be saved by how many followers you got on Instagram, right? How many of us are paying attention to that? A lot. A lot of people. A lot of my friends are, and I'm like, I'm like old. Maybe you, maybe you guys are paying attention to how many Snapchat friends you have. I don't know what it is. But popularity, money, fame, your good works, it can't save you. And that's why we needed Jesus. That's why Jesus needed to come and die and come back to life, right? He was the only one that could do it. He was perfect. He was the son of God. And he came for us because he loved us. I love, I love Colossians 2.8, and this is what we're going to end with. 2.8, open up your Bible one more time. Colossians 2.8. Right after Ephesians, so we were back over on Ephesians, and I'm going there as well. <laughs> this is what I want you to take home. Like, if you're going through your life, like, you got to get this, because life only gets more complicated as you get older. Pastor Mike and Anna, I'm sure, can attest to that, or Nick. Life gets more complicated when you get older. You got more stuff going on. You got more people telling you what to do. You guys might think it's hard now that your parents tell you what to do. You get a lot more people telling you what to do when you get older. You got bosses and the government, and you got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? So you got to get this. You got to get this. Like this has to be rooted. This has to be your foundation now when you're 13, 14, 16, 17, right? Or 20, 25 like AJ is. Or 6, whatever it is. Thank you, AJ. Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. So what he's saying here is like, don't let, don't let, your, let your mind be taken captive by ideas of men. Just follow Christ. Like, make sure that you make Christ the center, right? He's the one thing. And l let's end with this verse. This is verse 13. So scroll down. You get a couple more inches to your, to your day's tally here if you're on your phone. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trans trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities, and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them. So Jesus went to the cross and he put all of your sin and everything you've done and all of your shame. I don't know about you guys, but I sinned today and I sinned yesterday and I need Jesus just like you, right? So Jesus went to the cross and he died for us. He put all that stuff on the cross and he said, it's over, it's finished, I've made you alive. You're alive, just believe in me, just love me. So I hope this message has blessed you. And I hope, you, I hope it resonates in your heart somewhere, right? 
That, that simple gospel that Jesus, just Jesus, just Jesus can save us, not your works, not anything that you do, not anything that you haven't done, only Jesus. So Lord, we're just so thankful for your cross. Lord, we thank you that you came and you died and you rose again, that we get to have eternal life because of, because of you, not because of anything we've done, but because of everything that you did, Lord. Lord, we love you and we're so thankful for you. Lord, we, we want to worship you every day with, with everything that we do. When we're going to school, when we're talking to our friends, when, we're, when we meet new people, Lord, we want to live in your spirit. We want to listen to you, Lord. We want to live according to your word and not according to the ideas of men. God, we love you and we bless you and we're so thankful for you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Have a great night. We will see you next week, Wednesday, 645.